welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Lisa Bell, along with our producer, Thomas Mates. A Central Florida woman who works as a software engineer by trade recently transformed her life, dropping 100 pounds in the process. She decided to turn her experience into a nonprofit encouraging healthy lifestyles in others. But when the pandemic began, she shifted focus again, this time toward helping people dealing with food insecurity. So today we are so happy to be joined by Sharice Mitchell from Butterfly Lifestyle. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I was so excited when I heard when I got contacted by Thomas. <laughs> so tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And um, so I, I was born in Jamaica. So I lived there about 19 years. So been here actually half my life. So I was born in Jamaica, moved to South Florida, um, attended Florida Atlantic University. That's where I have the um, two bachelors in computer science and computer engineering, and a master's in information technology and management. And then um, when I went through, 2015 is when I started the transformation journey. And um, at 2018, when it began, you know, when it got to its peak where I decided I wanted to be a bodybuilder and I, and I, tra- I transformed my life. I even, you know, I got baptized, I became a Christian, you know, and I transformed my life. I realized um, I, I felt like either something more, because before I used to feel like there's something missing in life. You know, they, you know, sitting in the office every day, I used to have a window and I used to be like, looking outside, I was like, they have to be more to life than just sitting at a desk, you know, each day, you know, this can't be it, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but when I found, I thought, I thought what I found myself, <laughs> is what I call it. Um, I decided I was going to move to Orlando. So I moved here in 2019. And um, I believe it's been like a blessing to move here because I'm in South Florida, I'm allergic to everything. Here, I can, I actually thought I could run. Cause I didn't know I was a runner <laughs> and I moved here without my medication and anything and found out I could actually run. And then I didn't even realize I was that good of a runner until people were kind of impressed by my, my time. And I was just like, so I just didn't, you know, it didn't seem like anything. And then I Googled and I was like, Oh, okay. I can run. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then um, in the process, I decided, you know, I, I'm, I'm, when I decided to move, I said, you know, I'm going to, leave I left my family my friends I sold my house quit my job and I moved to Orlando and I said you know I'm going to start this nonprofit, and I'm gonna you know I, so I got an attorney to help me with paper because like I don't want to mess up God's work I don't want to mess up this this nonprofit. it means too much to me and then um I got injured within like three months and I, got, I had an ankle injury the doctors claim it was like a minor ankle sprain but no one could understand why I was still in pain and, you know, and, but in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to get back on stage. I'm going to get back on stage. But the ankle injury became one of the biggest blessings ever because it got, it allowed me to, to kind of really focus on the nonprofit and to really hone in on what I want, you know, I'm, I want to do to help the community. Mm-hmm. So, that, you know, that's where I, you know, my focus shifted from, you know, let me compete and be on the stage to really how can I help the community even more mm-hmm. so that's when you know I I was doing you know I even got certified as a health and wellness coach and a nutritional wellness consultant because I didn't want people to say to see me as the nonprofit founder who lost weight who thought you know because she lost weight she knows enough to be direct to help others I wanted to have add some credibility to the, the organization not just my weight loss mm-hmm 
So, you know, that's when I started, you know, I, I, I helped myself, I helped my friends, I helped anyone who needed it just to be able to, to get enough knowledge to see how, you know, how does your diet change? Cause before, when I started my weight loss journey, I didn't, I was someone who didn't, you know, was what people didn't realize that I had all these insecurities. So I never wanted a personal trainer. I didn't want a coach. I, I was the one who went to the gym. I went to the furthest treadmill you could find. I was hiding the cardio machines. I really just didn't, you know, didn't like any of those things. So I started on my own and I thought, okay, if I cut carbs, me, you know, rice, cause I'm Jamaican. So we eat rice and peas and all those <laughs> things. And I was like, if I cut all those things, then, um, you know, I should lose weight. And so I went to veg, you know, a lot of vegetables and, you know, and protein. And then, um, then I thought, okay, once I got to my goal, I didn't have to maintain it because I, like I said, I had no guidance. But that's also, you know, what helped me along the way, why, why the nonprofit is so important, because it wasn't until I got someone who was able to help me keep accountable. You know, I, you know, I, I would have friends who was like, why are you still at the gym? You're tired. Just go home and sleep. But if you have someone who said, you know what, you could go home, but if you try just a little bit more, if you push yourself just a little bit more, I believe in you, that goes a, that goes a far way. And that's what I had when I, you know, started competing as a bodybuilder. I had coaches and people who came alongside me on this journey who was kind of like, you know, you could do it. You could give up if you wanted to, but I believe in you enough to have you, you know, to, to believe that you could go that extra mile. And then, so that's why the, with a nonprofit now, I want to come alongside someone and said, you know what, no matter what the world says, no matter how you feel or what the world says you can't do or can do, you know, because like usually the world doesn't tell you what you can do. It tells you what you can't. We, you know, the, the way society is built these days is that it highlights, you know, your faults, right? What you're not doing so well. It's easier for someone to point out what you're not doing so well versus, Hey, you know, good job. So I want to come alongside someone on that journey because it's, it's, you feel defeated when you're, you know, when you go on a scale and you, you see like the scale isn't moving and you know, you're giving it your all mm -hmm. and, you know, you feel defeated when you're, you know, you, because the way stuff is, is, is situated, like if you take it as a diet versus a lifestyle, you feel like if you eat something that you shouldn't on this diet that you cheated and now you feel like you messed up and again, you feel defeated. But if you treat it as a lifestyle, it says, you know what? I can eat something I'm, that's not part of my everyday diet, but it's because the lifestyle, that means my next meal, I can fix it. My Tomorrow, I can fix it. It's just part of who I am, just like I brush my teeth. If you fell asleep, you know, like if you're ill and you forgot to brush your teeth because you really just couldn't, you know, you don't say, oh my God, I have a cavity. You know, I, I'm doomed. You, you, you wake up and, you know, whenever you feel better, you go brush your teeth, right? You get dressed and you keep moving. And that's what a lifestyle is. And that's why the name is Butterfly Lifestyle. Because I want you to transform and make it a lifestyle, not transform and say, it's a diet. When I hit my goal, I'm done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. And it seems like obviously you're helping people who don't have a lot of food options, but sometimes that can be very challenging because yes. um, it's hard enough to get food, let alone healthy food, and to incorporate all of that healthy lifestyle into a living when you're just trying to make ends meet. Right. So that, that's, that's when I pivoted to food, you know, because I was, you know, everyone was like, I don't understand your vision for this nonprofit. It doesn't make sense. If you're transforming, like, you know, you're doing health and, you know, you're telling people to lose weight. How did you end up in food? And even my board, they were struggling with a concept. 
And, uh, you know, it, it's in my, I, I say this a lot, it's like in my mind, it made sense. And because it's like, if I can't, I don't feel comfortable telling you, you know what? You should eat healthier. You're, you're diabetic, eat healthier. And you don't have something to eat. You can't even afford a simple meal. Mm-hmm. You can't tell you, it's, it's very hard to tell someone to do something or to encourage them to even be, to even attempt to be living a healthier lifestyle when there's nothing for them to eat or if they eat, their child doesn't eat or, you know, it's just so much going on. There's, you know, food plays, food, food is so important, but the, the, the science behind food is even more, is it, it, it even, goes even further mm-hmm. because if you're stressed, you could be a stress eater. So I could tell you all, I could tell you anything you need to, to, to do, everything you need to do to live, to be healthy. But if you're a stress eater, that goes out the door. <laughs> So, you're gonna say thank you, Sharice, but you know um, I'm stressed, so I'm gonna eat my chips or I'm gonna eat whatever I can afford to eat, and yeah. so that's why it's important for me to try to really try to get healthier food items. I'm working on it. I just don't have, you know, it's yeah. it's not something I have currently. But my vision for the nonprofit is is far-reaching, and everyone's like, your you know your vision is just so far, but. And realistically, what I would really love is to have, you know, this warehouse where I have food for no matter what type of, you know, like catering to your illnesses and diseases, you know, like, you know, diabetic, if you're diabetic, if you have high blood pressure, cholesterol, and you should be able to come in and you can tell me what your illness is and I can tailor make the food, the meal, you know, your packaging, your, your food to what your illness is. And I want to be able to have like, you know, um, let's say like volunteer doctors or nurses, whoever is willing to volunteer their time. And um, you can come in and you say, I, I have high blood sugar. I know, you know, if I come in every Wednesday, I can get my blood sugar tested. Mm-hmm. I can come and get my blood pressure tested. Anything that doesn't require you to you to go to a lab and you can get like an immediate result. That's my vision for it. I also want to be able to have a kitchen so that if you come in, you can have something warm to eat. You know, you could be homeless, or we don't know what today holds because you could go to work thinking, yeah, I got a job, I have a job. And then an hour later, or by the end of the day, your, your employer could say, you know, I'm sorry, we have to let you go. You know, so for the people who are, you know, food insecure just in general, for the people who life is just handling them rough because we don't know what the day holds, and just for the individuals who are homeless, I want to be able for them to have a space that they could say, you know what, that organization, Butterfly Lifestyle, I know I can go there and I can get something to eat. And the same way, if you're going to get something to eat or you get something, you know, healthy, I want to be able to guide you, to educate you. Because you know, you, you don't necessarily have to come back and get, you know, I want you to be independent. I want you to be empowered that says, you know what, I don't need them anymore, but I know how to live this lifestyle of eating healthy. What can I eat? What shouldn't I eat? What can help me alleviate some of the illnesses? You know, if I if I switch my lifestyle to something healthier, maybe I can get rid of my type two diabetes. You know, stop taking the medication, you know, <laughs> things like that. So, um, so just to step back for a second, so you said you moved to Orlando in 2019. I just kind of want to get our timeline. Yeah, yeah. And 2019, and that's when you started Butterfly Lifestyles. Yes, How- it was registered May 2019. So you were doing this about, what's that, like six months? And then 2020 hits, we start hearing about COVID, you know, when did you like realize, okay, we've got to make a change, shift focus from just like health and wellness to food insecurity? So the interesting thing is, so um, it got right started in May. And like I said, I was focused on competition. You know, I was 
tunnel vision. I was like, you know what? The the the, the nonprofit got registered, but I still want to do at least two more shows, and I'll get to it. And um, but my the first, nonprofit's first event was in September 2019. It was called Enlightenment, and I had um, guest speakers from Mind, Body, and Soul. And um, one of the the best things that could have ever happened to me is that my coaches, my coaches, just a pastor and his wife. And um, I remember just even when I met them back in 2018, they were the first first the first people who ever spoke. In my opinion, like really spoke into me, like you know, you're this transformation of yours is gonna help others. And I'm just like. I don't see it. I don't believe it. And but they never let up. They were like, God's gonna use this. You know, you you're gonna help others with this. And um, so they believed in me so much. And I remember um, the um, the my coach, the she she helps me with posing, and um, she and she said to you know she called me her butterfly. And I remember at first I was like butterfly, and then it kind of sat sat on me. And then I said, you know, I'm gonna name it Butterfly Lifestyle. So that's why it's called Butterfly Lifestyle, and she loved it. So, and, and you know, that's why it has that name. And then, so, so like, so for that event, I had you know, mental health speaker, a doctor for physical health, and I had them to do um, um, spiritual health and just overall health. And then, so I had that where you know, we came and they did yoga. We had some activities for the kids, and then I planned a mental health event. And then, as by December, I was saying to um, my board. I feel like we need to add a food in. So I'm spending my Christmas Googling and searching what's in Orlando, what's in the area, how can this work? And then, I, and then everybody's like, Sharice, that's like a five year down the road plan. And I said, it, it, it seems that way because we just don't have the funds for it. And then um, in February, right before COVID shut us down, um, I had a, a health event and a health expo. So I had, you know, different health screenings. You can come and get your BMI, cholesterol, HIV screening. I had doctors, anything in the medical field, you could come out and send the vendors. And um, so, and then I was going to follow that up with workshops to kind of, now you know your information, let's educate. And then COVID hit. And I was like, oh, I really, you know, so I'm trying to help people through, you know, Zoom, Skype, whatever you're, you know, whatever it's possible. And I'm still saying to my board, uh, we need to do food. And they're saying, you know, we just don't have the funds for it. You know, you know, we don't have the funds for it. So then I got furloughed. <laughs> and then that led to me, like, you know, now I can actually read. So I'm like reading up on, you know, different things. I even got a score mentor. And I was trying to like, how can we get a grant for this? How can we do this? And then um, uh, my church, I go to Discovery Church and then they invited me to their missions um, luncheon. And then I met other another um, food pantry called Servants Arts Ministry. And then, so I connected with the director there and, he, you know, he's trying to help me figure out how can we do this? And then he's like, you know, you could be one of our partners and, you know, we could provide food. And so it was, it was always something going on and I'm hitting these walls where I was like, I don't have funds to get a building. I don't have, you know, and, but it was something that kind of sat on me from 2018 that I probably need to introduce food in, but it was just how. And then I got the opportunity to have a free space. And that's how I ended up in finals. I just, it, I got a random Instagram message just saying, we saw that you had your first nonprofit event. You had your nonprofit event in, at Barnett Park. Are you willing to work in Pine Hills? There's a building, you know, that has wow. lots of space. Would you, you know, would you be willing to come and check it out and see and I remember going there and um, not knowing who I was going to meet because Instagram didn't even have like a picture that I could say, 
is this safe or not? Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, I remember going there. It was right before Christmas too. And um, you know, at Christmas it gets dark early, so it was dark. And this fellow had on, you know, this guy seven. He had on his mask, and. I was, you know, my board's like, you're alone. You got to be careful. And they're on the phone. Like, you got to be careful. And I'm like, oh, I'll be careful. It says it's a church. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, but I felt at peace entering. And I remember speaking to the pastor and he said, you know, what, what are you interested in doing? And I said, I really want to have a food pantry. And he said, you know, second harvest, you know, um, unfortunately second harvest can't partner with us because they have too many, you know, partners in the area there's one across the street um but if you can find food go for it and i said okay <laughs> and that's you know so i you know i start pulling all my resources i you know i remember serving charge ministry got me connected to another nonprofit. they started helping me figure out different channels like you know did you try here did you contact this place and i spent time on a computer you know searching connecting you know just networking to really be able to get to, to where it is right now and i do a lot of praying <laughs> so where does the food come from and how do you distribute it so that you make sure that you are meeting people's nutritional needs and providing healthy food so um so right now i'm connected with um food donation connection and food rescue and then um so when i first started i used a zip code at the church and then um they just called me and they're saying like they gave me um, Wawa. That was it, just Wawa. And then I remember um, Servant Sergeant Ministry, because like I said, the director, he's really nice. And they contacted him about um, Outback. And he said, I think I think Butterfly Lifestyle would prefer Outback. <laughs> so then they contacted me. And then another one probably was like, hey, I, we have Publix. Would you like Publix? And then they started giving me their Publix. So it ended up where Food Donation Connection even contacted me. And they said, hey, you know your zip code? The zip code of your nonprofit is a better zip code than the zip code that you have for hmm. your food. So, because um, between the church and where I live is about 20 miles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so that's, so I, I jokingly say, you know, I have 20 miles of fine food in between. So that's the model, that's the so mindset. I this have. is food that like a Publix can't sell or is going yes. bad. Okay. Like, yeah, so the surplus food items. So, like, for example, is that if you, if you go to Publix, there is these sell by dates. It doesn't mean that it's expired, it's just the date that it has to be sold by. Mm -hmm. So, then those have to go out. Same thing if I go, if I go to like um, Outback. So, I have three Starbucks, Wawa, Longhorn, Outback, um, Panera Bread. I actually just kept Googling. Like I, I was like, Lord, I need more food. And I kept Googling. <laughs> and, you know, so I got bread and pastries. Um, you know, so I guess it was there at eight o'clock at night when the store closed, you know, and they wow. gave me bags of bread and pastries and, you know, stuff like that. So it's basically, so for Panera, it's um, anything they're not using at the end of the night and the day. So bread, pastry, stuff like that, that because they bake it fresh, it, it, you know, they, they get rid of it. Outback on Longhorn, they'll tend to give you like baked potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, sometimes you get sirloin, sometimes you get some prime ribs. You know, there's also... Um, I've seen salmon, you know, I got mac and cheese last week. Mm -hmm. So I never know. I, oh, I got milk. Sometimes there's milk because um, Longhorn said, hey, do, is it, do you just want potatoes? And I said, whatever you want to give me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so there's times I see different things, you know, coming through and I'm like, yes, 
And then, so, um, so yeah, so it's basically like that. And then I have other nonprofits who would just call me, hey, Butterfly, you know, we don't need all this. Do you want it? Wow. <laughs> and then, so I spent a lot of time driving. Yeah. I love the camaraderie that takes place, you know, the teamwork that goes into this to make sure that food is not being wasted and it's getting into people's hands who really need it. What has the reception been like among people who've come there looking for food, but they end up with like, you know, whole health services? You know, so for me, I don't realize the impact I have on people at at times is when they stop and they say, hey, thank you so much. Or, you know, because... One of the things is that in the when Paul, when I spoke to you guys before, we've only mentioned Friday food distribution and occasionally and once a month Saturday. But what wasn't mentioned is that on Sundays I pick up Publix as well, and so I have um and another nonprofit gives me their Wawa on Saturdays. You know, like whatever they pick up on Saturday, they don't want it. So there's times I have Starbucks and Wawa and Publix bread and pastries. So every Sunday I actually attend my church and then I drive to Pine Hills and I set up a table. And um, the church itself has its main church, and then they rent space to another church. And I set up the table for both churches get their food. And, you know, so even this week, you know, they're saying, hey, I need to lose weight. I'm pre-diabetic. How can, you know, how can you help me? You know, and they're like, okay, Sharice, we're not taking the Wawa sandwiches anymore, okay? And I'm like, yeah, and I'll, you know, I'll try to educate, like, while I'm there. Like, you know, like, look at this, for example, a sourdough bread. It has no fat, but it has carbs, you know. It has, you know, it has no sugar, you know, I'm, you know, so it's like, try to choose something a little bit healthier, take a rye bread, take a wheat bread, you know, instead of just taking the cakes, you know, and then for example, it's like, oh, it's my birthday, but I wanted a cake. And I was like, you know, there's, you know, we could take a slice of cake versus, you know, a whole cake, you know, things like that. So I like, I, I like helping. It's just part of my nature where I find joy helping and people are like, then why don't you do it as a business? And I said, you know, it's, it gives me more joy when, you know, I yes. I do it just out of the kindness of my heart versus me saying, let me put a price tag on it. If that, I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, but. Absolutely. And you obviously can see the people that you are helping. And I have to imagine they're just so thankful and grateful for, you know, whatever you're providing, whether it's food or knowledge or anything to help them live a healthier life. Yeah, Um, I feel bad when I don't have enough food. (laughs) And then the car's like, are they, you're finished? (laughs) Or like, you're finished so early? I'm like, we're so sorry. I'm sorry. You know, so I always pray for more food. That's always my prayer. Like, can I get more food? You know, can can I try to streamline it? Because in the end, I really don't want it to just be a Friday thing. I want it to be able to come in whichever day of the week. If you, you know, because you could need, you know, you yes, you get on Friday, but if that that's finished, what happens the rest of the week? Do you start? Yeah. Do you just, how, you know? So how big I is the need? To, how big is the need? How many people are you seeing week in week out? So for example, like two week at two Friday Saturdays ago, um, two weeks ago, we did um the Friday food distribution. So usually it's as much, you know, we can see as over a hundred cars depending on how much food we have. Because there's times we have a lot of food and then there's times we have less, you know, depends on what we I picked up for the week or what other nonprofits organizations decide they wanna send my way to help out. And then so we did the drive-through distribution. And then on Saturday I received um I have food from Southeastern Food Bank. And um, being a faith-based organization, Food Bank, they like their food to go out as an outreach where you spread the gospel, evangelize. And then um, we end up doing 69 families, which were 69 cars, which totaled out to about 250 people. Mm-hmm. 
and um and and that was with our Friday distribution, and that's not counting the people who attend the church who didn't. Who, who gets stuff on a Sunday, who didn't come on a Saturday, who didn't come on a Friday, you know? So there's always a line, there's always a need. And, you know, so I, when someone says, well, the pandemic's over, you know, the need isn't there, the need is there. People would not be lining up ahead of time, you know, trying to reserve their space in the, you know, just to get some food. That's right. how I see it. Cause we have lines at extension street at times, you know, most days, most times it goes all the way to the street. So we try to, start quickly or actually make two lines if it gets really too bad um but there are people who will start lining up at 10 30 knowing that we start at 11 30 and sometimes if we're running behind it's not till 12 and they'll find a spot under a shade or you know they'll call you know they'll even start and say hey i really gotta go can you just give me something and you know um so the need is there so where do you hope to see yourself in five years from now oh I would like this nonprofit to be just huge, you know, just to be able to help as many people as possible. So I know everyone thinks my dreams are far-fetched and maybe another 10 years, but I, my prayer, my hope for the nonprofit, is, for the organization is to have that building space to be able, I want you guys to come through when I, I'll call you when I get it, you know, to, you know, have that building space. If you need extra, even you know, if you need to work out, we should have enough space for you to do a workout. If you want something to eat, you should be able to find something to eat. You should not have to go hungry. Um, you know, we should have a pantry that's fully stocked, you know, be able to accommodate your nutritional needs. You know, if you need some guidance with your life, I call it lifestyle coaching, not life coaching, you know, let's find what's what's hindering you from really embracing a healthy lifestyle. Is it that you're emotionally eating? Is it that you're, a, you know, if you're a stress eater, is it that you, you know, you just don't you need education. Let's figure out what's going to empower you on this journey to, you know, to, to really live your fullest. And, and so we have that. And if you just need nutrition guidance, we're there. If you want to have some workshops, you know, that's my vision. Like we have these workshops, we educate, we have fun and we live our best lives. Right. And when people you meet hear your story and hear that you've lost a hundred pounds, what is their reaction? Um, so in the beginning, I used to just kind of speed through it. Like I lost a hundred pounds and um, now I've learned to pause <laughs> because everyone goes, wow, oh wait, they go, wait. When I used to speed, wait. And so now I pause and I allow them to say, wow. And, and then it, it still doesn't really sink in sometimes that that was me, because um, the interesting thing is that my father, um, you know, because we're Jamaican, so he he hasn't seen me in a few years, and he I sent him the before and after that you guys saw on um, from Paul, and he 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 knew I lost weight because he saw the pictures in between, but when he saw the before and after, he was just like, wow, I just I. I I never knew you were this big, you know, like I didn't know you were, you know, you were that fat. I didn't know, you know, it's like seeing the before and after and that's the effect everyone has like, wow, are you serious? You know, there's people who are like, you know, you lost a whole person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, so it's things like that. And then I, but the, the, the flip side to that is there's people who judge me on my current size who say, well, you don't understand what we're going through. You, you're so small. You're so tiny. You don't, you don't know what it's like to be overweight. You don't know what it's like to struggle with this, you know, insecurities. You don't know. And I do know, mm -hmm. you know, I wore a mask for most of my life. So I tell everyone, you know, I started living in 2018. That's where essentially what I tell people. Be and I, so I, in 2019, I used to walk around calling myself 
and no one could understand why, but for me, it was, I'm now alive. I was surviving. Now I'm living because, you know, a healthier lifestyle has given me, you know, the ability to, like I said, I didn't know I could run. Now I can run. I can run um, seven miles in an hour. And that's with me still recovering from my ankle injury. If I really push myself, I could probably do more. Um, you know, so that, that's me just kind of even not really, you know, it, it, it opens up your mind to the, to the impossible is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Anything that you thought was impossible, like maybe I couldn't, I can't do it. Now you kind of have that thought mindset, like, you know what? Maybe if I give it a little bit, uh, push myself a little bit more, I could accomplish anything. So now I don't say I can't. I said, let me try it and see what happens, right? So that's yeah, I think I it's such an important story. story for people to hear. You know, um, obviously food insecurity is just uh, such a growing problem not just in our community, but across the country. And it seems like we've been covering this for years as not getting any better, sadly yes. enough. Yeah. And, you know, with inflation and all of the other pressures that are going on, we can only assume that that's only going to get worse. But then to have someone like you who's, you know, been able to overcome so many issues and show people that they too can do that and get results for their health uh, in the process, I think that's a wonderful message for them. And I want people to understand that healthy food doesn't have to be bad taste bad you right. know yeah you know that's the thing because I, I remember i think it was a um you know people keep saying well no offense but you're small you don't know what good food tastes ah. like and i was like <laughs> you know let me just explain whatever size you saw in that picture i'm maybe twice the size in there i'm not gonna be super obese person inside right now because i you know i work out so i burn more you know kind yeah. of thing. but one of my one of the things that people don't know is that i have a, i love cooking so um, behind the scenes, when I when I have time, I actually try to take just a regular meal and transform it into something a little bit, you know, something that's healthy but is this, you know, yeah. but tasty. So for example, like you know, you like fried rice instead of doing a regular fried rice, I might do a, cali- a cauliflower fried rice, and then I might put some sweet potato in there because my meal, you know, when my coach gives me a meal plan, he puts sweet potato, so or rice. So instead of doing the rice, I'll do sweet potato, do cauliflower, um, fried rice, you know, put a little bit of sweet potato to add the carbs in, but you're still getting like this big meal. You know, you might get this full-fledged big meal and you're looking like, man, that's a lot of like, a lot of food. Like one of my friends, she's like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. And add some vegetables <laughs> in there. So I'm adding like zucchini, you know, butternut squash, you know, you, you, you add the vegetables to it. And then, you know, so you're filling up on vegetables and you're having something healthy. Another thing I did once was um, I made um, a meat crust for pizza instead of, uh, you know, so I've had meat crust, I've had broccoli crust, cauliflower crust. I've actually done a, a spinach, a broccoli crust, and then instead of um, tomato sauce, I pureed um, sweet potato. And then, so that was my sauce. So everyone thinks they're sauce, but it doesn't look like they're sauce, but it's not sauce. And then I added, you know, um, protein. So I had my chicken. And then um, at a time, my coach said I could have cottage cheese. So I took cottage cheese from another meal. And I said, that milk won't have cottage cheese. And I sprinkled a little bit on top. And, you know, and people are like, that looks delicious, but who does that? And I'm like, me. <laughs> you know, um, I love it. Like that. So, so even like um, my sister, she, she was sick, um, she had surgery a few months ago and they told her to do like a low fat 
diet and she was like egg whites is nasty i don't know how you do this and she's complaining about the food and then she said to me you know what i started to say to myself what would sharice do because sharice's food don't doesn't look like food like healthy food um what would sharice do so she started doing these things and she's like you know it tastes a lot better and i was like yeah you know so and that's that's not that's what something else i like to try to explain to people you don't have to sacrifice you don't have to give up you know by eating healthy if you like your herbs and spices whatever your culture is put that culture in your food you know okay. so if you look at my pantry right now you'll see a lot of herbs spices everything in between and, you know i like spicy so there's spicy stuff in there um but you put yourself in there don't lose yourself because you're on a diet yeah. if you're making it a lifestyle it's who you are you know so yeah so uh before we we get going because our, our time's wrapping up Rex, yes. i apologize but uh where can people find you where can they donate volunteer all that stuff so um, the, the website is called um, butterflylifestyle.org um you can also find us on facebook um facebook instagram you if you go to the website you can donate there if you wanted to cash up it's dollar sign butterfly lifestyle um that's pretty much the fastest and easiest way to get to me. Um, I think in my mind, I'm trying to think. So yeah, I think for Instagram, it is at Butterfly Lifestyle Inc. Um, I remember a Facebook got hacked, so I had to change the name. So it might have been, it's like, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it's at the Butterfly Lifestyle Inc. is what Facebook is. But Instagram is Butterfly Lifestyle Inc. And then the website again is butterflylifestyle.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Sharice Mitchell. And we wish you nothing but the best. You're doing a lot of good work, helping a lot of people, uh, meeting a lot of their needs. So thank you so much. Keep it up. Thank you. And I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. You Absolutely. take care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guest, Sharice Mitchell from Butterfly Lifestyle. You can find her nonprofit online at butterflylifestyle.org. You can also find it on Facebook by searching The Butterfly Lifestyle and on Instagram, look for Butterfly Lifestyle INC. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online, search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram, or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. A big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or tell a friend about us. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts at clickorlando.com slash Florida Foodie. And be sure to sign up for the Florida Foodie newsletter while you're there.